press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, what a day. <laughs> I've never experienced a day like today in my entire life. I'm I'm exhilarated. I'm I'm winded. I'm overly stimulated. It's really been something. I mean, how how can one focus on work on a day like today? I literally I know. Thankfully it fell. We're obviously talking about the funny girl <laughs> drama. Um, it is it, true drama. Yes, yeah. And thankfully it fell during my lunch break. Otherwise I would have been <laughs> had to cancel my one my one fifteen meeting. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Well, I, I was know. basically offline for like an hour just reading Twitter yeah. and Instagram. You know, it, it's been wild as hell. And you know, we you're hearing this in the future, listeners. So mm-hmm. at this point, we've already dropped an episode on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where we talked all about this. So because we 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 you know we it deserved its own episode. It, it really did. Does. This is huge. This is this is something that will be discussed in many, many years. You know, when you look back on the the first ever revival of Funny Girl, what were the circumstances? And you know, we haven't really had a lot of casting drama. Over the last few years, the closest I can remember was when Mandy uh, Patinkin was casting Great Comet, and that sort of caused a kerfuffle. But, right. you know, usually producers either stick to their guns or they quietly sunset a production. You know, it's it's interesting. Not sunset. Yeah, you know. I know. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, anyway, anyway. So everyone can go listen to it there. But we do have a really fun episode here today. Yes, with a, with a fun duo, which we love fun duos. We do. We love them. We have like a little group on the pod. It's always, yeah. it's always such fun. It's a, Dylan, do you want to bring them in? I'm ready. Our guests today are a dynamic duo, as I mentioned, who bring their charisma, curiosity, and honestly, really cool energy to their web series, Second Act Snacks. They are branded as Broadway's first and only streamable show that combines the worlds of theater, food, and travel to try and see what Broadway bites. While on the road with Bansy and the Musical, these fellows began a quest to find the best snacks around the country. With their second season now on Broadstream, they are exploring the musically mentioned foods from the most popular shows that have treaded the boards. In addition to Bandstand, one of the guests named Mooch has also appeared in Harmony, Million Dollar Quartet, and more. And the other guest, Taylor, has appeared in Carousel, Bridges of Madison County, and more. These guys are smart, amazing, kind, and here to help you complete your Broadway experience whenever you take a bite. Please welcome to drama, Matthew, Matthew Mooch, Mooch Mucha, Mucha, and Taylor Oki. That was so well I need done. an applause. <laughs> I need the applause track. Oh my God. I know we got a soundboard, like the little ball. <laughs> exactly. Clap. Oh my God. That yeah, was you know? the greatest introduction. You introduced us better than anything we've ever said before. So honestly, truly. <laughs> oh, that's so kind. I, I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I'm obsessed with you. I mean, ever since we decided to make this happen, I told you I've had your theme song stuck in my head for, <laughs> for ages. And you guys are so fun. Thanks for doing oh, the pod. Thanks. Oh my God. So happy to be here. Thank you for having us. A fun fact about that, the origin story of that theme song, it obviously is a full now, a full theme song, but the the lick, the second act snacks, second act snacks, 
we literally can I curse on this episode? Oh, oh, yeah. Can I, Go for is it. this a cursing? All right, great. So uh, we pulled that out of our asses in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was like we had we had had like a handful of episodes under our belt, but then one day, literally, we just clicked record and went second act next, second act next, second act next, second act next, and then from that point on, we did it at, at the beginning of every episode. So. It literally, I don't know what hit us in but... the moment, happened together, and it's magic. So, it's I love it's, that it's story. Dolly Parton with her nails writing nine to five on the set. Exact, exact. Oh my god, it really That's is a great reference. We are it's brilliant. Oh my god. Wow. So just for clarification for the listeners, because this is unlike your show, this is only an audio experience. Mm-hmm. The person who told that story was Taylor. Yes, me, Taylor. Hi. Okay. Yes. And I'm Mooch. Yes. This is me. Hello. You guys are so fun. And I, I have so many questions about your origin story as friends and the evolution of Second X Snacks and everything. But we like to ask all of our guests just to get things, you know, kind of kicked off. Are you guys well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's hesitant, you know, hesitant yet confident. Yeah, exa- yeah. I think it was a, it was my, my birthday on July 8th. So it was a busy, busy, fun filled weekend, but now feels like the calm after the storm. So I'm I'm doing well. I'm recuperated. I'm rested, but feeling good. Nice. What did you do for your birthday? I had a bunch of friends meet up at uh, this bar on the Upper West Side, and then got brunch on Saturday. <laughs> got breakfast. Not ease. My, not ease. Uh, not not ease. Last year was ease. I'm almost positive. Okay. This year this year was George Keeley's, another another local okay. spot we love. And then surprisingly went to the Into the Woods opening last oh my night, God. which was an absolute blast. How was that a surprise? Uh, well, my long story short, my one of my best friends in the world is a um, is one of the head PR people on it, and it was like a last minute, like we need a standby. Do you guys want to go? So popped into the woods and had a lovely time. Oh my god! Is it true that Brian Darcy James was not there? So sadly, he is out. But we saw it actually without even realizing we were going to see it again with uh, with Taylor and mm. and yeah we went last week and okay. saw Brian and then Jason Forbach was in as the baker for opening and I got to say excellent so okay. a different kind of baker made big bold choices really had like you could tell yes. he was having a blast of they it. let it was, that it was a lot of fun there's some tea they did they let that slide underneath that he was out last night because I didn't they, see that anywhere they, Someone tweeted the, the understudy yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Wow. Because we're going like Thursday, and oh. I was most looking forward to, I mean, of that cast, I am a Brian Darcy James I, super fan. I, I kneel at the altar yeah. of mm-hmm. James, Butts, Pasquale. Those are the three. So okay. like, Absolutely. Love Dylan. Those are some <laughs> oh of my favorites, too. Those are, but Norbert Leo Butts <laughs> is, my, is my fave. And now I'm oh. thinking about maybe him as, a, as the baker. Yeah. Why and I not? think that would be sweet. Oh, he's so good. I know. Okay, so you saw Into the Woods, so you also got to see a Taylor. Yes. But anyways, I, I kind of interrupted our big question. Are you well, Taylor? Yeah, you know, I just, the world spins around us and it's moving in so many, <laughs> so many different directions. But I, I personally am well and, you know, you, I honestly, I feel like at this point in the state of our beings, it's like trying to keep calm in the chaos around us. So, you know, stay, stay center. And you, I say to everybody, like you do you. And at this point, like, I'm just trying to do me at this point. Dylan and I say that to each other all Mm. the time. Well, Dylan says it to me. We always, we always say, we go, you do you dude. And dude is not, is like a word that I, you know, it's, Mm. it's queer friendly now, you know, it (laughs) used to be brother heteronormative, but it's, you know, dude, just do you. Yeah. It's true. I'm a, I'm a, you do you boo type of type of, yeah. You do you boo. So 
All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe Absolutely. I'll take that one. I'll take that I one. Get that. I also feel pretty calm looking at the blue wall that you're. Okay. Room, all right. So Hold on. Is it yeah. blue or is it green? Because this has been a hard. This has been a that's very a blue. This is Taylor. Are you right. colorblind? She's blue. I'm not the, the dress. The dress is blue and black. It is not <laughs> <laughs> yellow and. I've never seen the white and gold or whatever. This is oh, yeah. No, never. It's <laughs> been an article of discussion in this apartment, and I say it's it's it has blue. It's I would say it's a cousin of blue, but it is definitely yeah. an undertoning. But green. it's like it's like a step cousin of green. If it's a cousin of blue, whatever. That's yeah. a. That's blue, <laughs> but it is it, 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 uh, it is very common now that I'm our screenshot that we'll be posting on our Instagram that features you in this blue green room. Everyone can write below. Yeah, everyone, side. please um, vote green for uh, <laughs> Amazon gift card. Thank you. Oh, okay, I love it. I won't. It's, there's no fine print on that. Zero but, fine print. <laughs> did did yeah. you guys see Into the Woods at City Center? No, I'm so mad, and I really wanted to. Yeah, I was going to ask if you who you preferred, Heather or Patino, oh. but. It's it's interesting because like I've now I've now seen it twice. So going in the second time, I really like focused in on some things that I wanted to take a second look Uh at. And there was something about that video of Heather Mm -hmm. from the rehearsal room that I like so viscerally everybody just like exploded in. And there's and and I mean Patina just does it in a different way, whether it's you know subjectively better or worse. So I I wish I could have seen Heather's whole thing live to to have that comparison but god that video was unreal unreal i know yeah i'm sad that she didn't go with it but i'm sure patina's great i'm sure patina's yeah. great you know yes you know. yes mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited to see it thursday okay so you guys know each other can you tell me like how you met originally yeah so we actually met day one of bandstand rehearsals open jar giant studio that you see everybody rehearsing and now walked in day one met each other um and we later found out so bandstand went through like this huge very long casting process because you know people are playing live on stage so it's a hard show to cast mm-hmm. um mooch and i were actually the two last people i i think aside from uh jen smith who ends up who ended up playing julia on tour mooch and i were the last two men cast in the show and there was uh basically our tracks aligned really closely because we are the non-dancing ensemble tracks that understudied all of the principles <laughs> so wow essentially during these long ass rehearsal days while the ensemble is learning choreography mooch and i were just straight up chilling you know on <laughs> on the side like memorizing lines and taking notes and that was kind of how our friendship started because everyone else was being used and we were just kind of like on the side, like waiting for somebody to tell us to move a prop essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And so because of that, we formed a really good friendship. And then when we went into tech, that's kind of how the second act snacks kind of grew was in tech. And, but all, all together, like our friendship and this bond that we've kind of created and this chemistry that we have all started day one of bandstand we had not sadly we didn't know each other before this wow yeah so this was yeah. pre-pandemic obviously because i remember the tour just ended with the yeah with the shutdown yes. right? we, yeah yeah we yeah what was it we started rehearsals i think like september 2019 mm-hmm. we were out from like october until march 13th 2020 
Wow. My friend John Michael was on that tour. Oh, that John yeah. Michael was my roommate. That was smooch. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and his wife were two of my my buddies when I worked at 54 Below. Oh, that's, that's right. So that's, I was like, who do mm-hmm. I know that worked at 54 Below? It was John Michael. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was beloved oh. server. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Now they yeah, live he... in New Hampshire. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. After they got after they got married, oh, love John Michael. What and now he's like a guy. woodworker. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he does that he, kind of stuff. But he, 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 I, th- I think like I mean, unless it's just the aesthetic, he is like the lumberjack uh, man, yeah. big mm-hmm. beard, flannel just shirt, covered in that. covered in maple syrup. At this point, I feel like <laughs> yes. And his wife, her family owns like a pumpkin patch, and I want to say yeah. Virginia or something like that. Yeah. So, oh, very earthy. Folks. Such a quaint little thing. Yeah. Very earthy. <laughs> did you guys like? Did you have a good bandstand experience? We talk about it all the time and like our cast talks about it too. It was one of those things that I don't think we realized how lucky we were until we got it taken away. So, you know, black, like so negatively and so dramatically because of COVID and, and like, we never got a true closing night or, or closure whatsoever, but we have a group chat that is active. I'd say pretty much every day, somebody's talking about it. Some of uh-huh. my closest friends, Taylor included are from that tour a lot of us, I think it was our, a majority of us was our first tour. Mm. So we hadn't really known what to expect. And, you know, we'd all heard rumors that touring is a nightmare. Like if you get uh, a, a shitty cast or like, or like difficult personalities, you're going to be, you know, it's going to be tough. And we all just kept thinking like, I don't know what people were talking about. We were so close and so loved. And I think the show itself was a big part of that just because we were really our, our show is so incorporated with the TAPS organization. So we all had relationships with vets and, and stuff like that, where we, we felt like, yes, the show is important, but the people that the show was representing were definitely way more important than us singing and dancing. So we kind of yeah. had that in the back of our minds and it was really a bonding effect for all of us. I mean, yeah, I was, I saw some of them, whoever was around Taylor and, mm. you know, a few other cast members on my birthday on Friday. And, and it's uh-huh. a really special bond that I don't think any of us really expected. Yeah. And the show itself, you know, it, it had such a short run on Broadway, but ha- did either of you get a chance to see it? We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw a paper mill as well. Oh, okay. Awesome. Wow, yeah. When it was the oh, bandstand. The, the bandstand band with, that, with yes. that purple and gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, program. exactly. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it, like it's a very American story. It's a very patriotic mm-hmm. story. And taking it to some of the most patriotic states in the country you saw the effect it had, particularly on vets. I will never forget this for the rest of my life. You know, so much of Bandstand dives into PTSD and the effect that war has on these, our men and women who serve. And I walked, we were at, we played a week at the National Theater in DC and I walked out of the stage door and was walking back to the hotel and somebody stopped me on the street and happened to be a vet who served in Vietnam. And he just, he shook my hand. He said, I, I've never seen my story be told like that. He's like everything he, and I get chills like talking about it. He just said, I want you to know that like everything you guys talk about is real. Like that's me. Like you guys told my story and I've never had that happen before. And it was, it was stories like that over and over again, that just made me. And I think all of us realize that what we were doing and the story we were telling was so much bigger than us and so much bigger than hitting that, high B flat at the end of the, at the end of Donnie Nowitzki every night. Like there was so much more mm-hmm. important. And I think because of that and because of the relationships we created, like we will all remember that as like one of the best experiences ever. Oh, totally. Love it. Yeah. 
That gave mm-hmm. me chills. I love that. That's what they say. The best theater takes the mirror and yep. reflects it back. And yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely a group that has gotten mm-hmm. a raw deal over yeah. the years. And it's nice that there was some representation for that generation absolutely. as well. Absolutely. And also, you know, Cleveland is mentioned. We're <gasps> Cleveland boys. So. Hey, there you go. Yeah, we love we loved that aspect. Doesn't that nice. take place in Cleveland? Mostly, yeah. With a theory, with a little dip, with a little dip in New York, they just come to New York right at the end. <laughs> okay, it's yeah. telling my life story <laughs> yeah. right there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I get you know, it, it must have been a great experience too because then you guys met and you started Second Act Snacks. So yeah. it was a. Yeah. Was, did you say it was an? Was it an Instagram live? So yeah. So how it how it happened was we. So Taylor and I had such similar tracks in the show. We knew. That we were, you know, because as much time as we spent on stage together, all of it was spent mm. backstage. Since we were so linked with our tracks, we had our dressing stations were next to each other. We got changed next to each other. So, you know, inherently we were going to get close and we're both big foodies regardless of of this. And when we were in co- uh, College Station, was yeah, that opening? We, yeah. Uh, right. College Station. That was opening. So Texas. Oklahoma City was when we were oh, in tech. Mm. Oklahoma City. Thank you. When we were in Oklahoma City, we had this idea where we were like, let's let's find some food from here. And like when we have a break in our second act, which we knew was from like, I got a theory until like band in New York City, which is like in between that is like a big dramatic monologue and song and everything. We're like, let's just like try some food and see if we like it so we can like mark it off our own personal little bucket list. And Funnily enough, I did an Instagram takeover from Bandstand's account on opening, and the first ever Second Act Snacks is on that highlight that's now saved. So oh, fun. For, any, for anyone who wants to scrub through Bandstand Broadway on Instagram, you'll find my little old headshot and go through there. But we we did it as just like Instagram stories on, I think it was like my Instagram yeah. at the time, just for fun. And like, you know, it was exciting for us to do. And like, my mom thought it was really sweet. So we're like, eh, whatever. And over <laughs> the course of the tour from, from that moment in October until I'd say the end of that year in December, we would do it. And then we'd start getting messages from Bandstand as like a very specific cult following. And we'd get mm-hmm. a lot of messages from those fans that, not only loved the show, but also followed us and then really loved what we were doing because they thought it was, you know, it's that backstage kind of thing, but it's also silly. And, you know, it's like a diner's drive-ins and dives of it all that you get like a, yeah. little, a little taste of it. So we just did it on our own Instagram. Come 2020 in January, we made a second act snacks Instagram because I just wanted to get it off mine and put it somewhere it can live. And then we started like posting them and, and, we would have fans DM us and say, Oh my God, you're going to my home state. And you know, you have to go to this place and do this. Or we'd have people bring us food and, and, and all this stuff, which was so unexpected, but it really all just came from like a little random idea on Instagram that turned into this massive thing that we now have, which is wild, wild to comprehend. Yeah. I mean, you guys have a follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a fun little, it's a fun it's little wild. place. I it's wild. And I think there, I think we both realized we had, we, something was, something was off because we walked, we walked out of the stage door and they're like, Oh my God, it's the snack guys. And <laughs> they would like wait for the principals and then see us and be ex- as excited. And I'm like, no, no, no. He just like, Belted no. his heart out for yeah. three hours. I moved like a building and had like a bit part. And it was that that's when we were like, I think people like this, maybe. It's is this a is this a thing? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people 
this is maybe more, you know, pandemic affiliated, but a lot mm. of people started their own things during the pandemic. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. a lot of them haven't continued. And I think that for, there's probably a variety of factors for that, but I think that the two of you have that special sauce, not a food pun, but like, mm-hmm. you know, that really like carried it onwards, you know, mm-hmm. like anybody with a camera can make a YouTube series or a web series, yeah. Yeah. but it, I think it's the chemistry and the energy that you guys bring to it. That makes it really special. Oh, thank nice. you. And that's, I think that was something that, because as we know, because of the pandemic, the, our original, what Secnax Snacks was died, yeah. you know, it, it, it died with, um, with bandstand yeah. essentially. And we had so many people telling us from the beginning, like it's your chemistry. It's just the two of you, it's your banter. Like you can tell your friends and truly like we were just two idiots on a phone screen. Like there was nothing, <laughs> nothing was rehearsed. Everything was just, here's food that we found from the location we are, we're going to eat it. And I'm going to tell you that I don't like it. Like that's essentially what it was. And I think it because so many people commented on our chemistry and the fun we were having. And because we, genuinely enjoyed it and then add in the dash of we were very unemployed (laughs) that we just decide let's let's throw something together we have nothing else to do and that's that's kind of how this new entity was born was because of that very that very thing like the pandemic gave us this opportunity this time that we absolutely necessarily would not have had otherwise Mm -hmm. and now you're on broadstream yeah and tell us about yeah, tell us yeah. about this journey to Broadstream. So the the journey to Broadstream is so weird. It's it's, <laughs> it's very strange because when we when we came out with our so like Taylor just said, the pandemic happened. OG Second Act Snacks was no more. We tried like an interview version series of it. It was fun, but we just it wasn't hitting the way that we wanted it to for our for ourselves. We we knew that what we loved about the show was the two of us and the food and everything and being stuck inside. It just felt a little off. So we took time away over the summer of 2020. We met up, we added my fiance, Jamie, who's now our executive producer, who's aside from being a brilliant actor and and producer just is a very smart business person. And the three of us sat down and came up with the new premise for the show, which is finding the real life versions of foods mentioned in Broadway shows. The most easy, easiest one is like, you know, pastrami on rye from Newsies. That's a given. Mm -hmm. And we always said that our goal with the first season was just to get us, get the show together, throw it out there and like reignite our little fan base. And if people liked it, cool. We did something. We were starving for some Mm -hmm. sort of outlet during COVID. You know, we need something to do while everything else was on pause. And we always said our like big pie in the sky dream was like, maybe by the end of the first season, someone will have seen it and will have said like, Hey, let's talk about putting it somewhere or, or adapt it or whatever. And it was the week after our Mm -hmm. second episode of season one dropped on Instagram, because we only did it on Instagram and YouTube. We got an email from somebody out of the blue, just saying like, hi. My name is so-and-so. I'm the you know, lead runner of this new platform called Broadstream. We love your show. We'd love to talk. And we were all like, okay, huh? this is... Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Huh? We all took <laughs> screenshots of the email being like, is this real? Like, this is a prank, right? And yeah, so- <laughs> I, I thought like, honestly, Taylor was like punking us and like, you know, it's like so, playing like a bit because why not? We all went into that first Zoom meeting being like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> like... <laughs> are you real? And I, th- we all literally for weeks after we just kept saying, what, what? like the, it just, it all like unraveled very in a way I never expected it to. 
You know, I just wanted people to see it and laugh and hope that somebody down the line wanted to partner with us to help us make it reach a broader audience. Um, Mm -hmm. But never, never did I ever expect for somebody to like it so soon. (laughs) (laughs) And and it came at like a perfect time because Broadstream was in their early development of getting shows on their roster. And I think they saw that we were kind of in those early stages of figuring out what this new version was going to be and where was it going to live. And weirdly enough, it all just coincided so perfectly that our first season, uh, Taylor, myself, Jamie, um, and our buddies, Ryan and Shawnees from Bandstand, we put together season one from, you know, a GoFundMe, a camera, basic skills and editing and, and social media and threw it together. And what Broadstream allowed us to do is not only expand our team for season two, but also give us, you know, quality of footage that we were able to get and more of like Taylor said, a broader audience and just taking the show that we already had and not changing anything about it, but just giving it like a real big glow up, which yeah. we desperately wanted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. I mean, it's glowing. It, it's glow- it's glowing. I know. Glowing. I was just going to say, I watched, I, I started watching, some season one and then I jumped to season two and because I wanted to you know be caught up on the new season of course mm-hmm. and it, it looks and sounds incredible I mean the the, the quality is fantastic you should be so proud Thank of it um, I mean I especially loved the Jersey Boys episode which we did talk about a little bit before but like the first season was those noticeable shows mm-hmm. like the food reference and shows and now the second season you're maybe leaving New York a little bit mm-hmm. and changing mm-hmm. it up yeah. Yes. yeah we were able to leave which is so nice because season one a big thing aside from just doing the show, we wanted to be so unbelievably safe with COVID. It was still at a time before vaccines. We did all of our eating outdoors and we didn't want it to feel like we were just like romping around New York, not caring because we knew that this was, <laughs> you know, happening. It was important. And and we also ended up finding that so many shows that we wanted to hit just so happened to be in Manhattan and we lived here and it was easy. And then with Broadstream in season two, we were given the means and the funding to be able to, you know, explore outside so we you know our dear van hansen episode was in connecticut jersey boys in new jersey um we go to philly for an episode later in the season like like we get to kind of we get to spread our wings a little bit which is which is a lot of fun and it's all wrapped right yeah season Mm. two is yeah we're in we're in the process of just you know building the social media stuff giving final sign off on edits but we filmed just almost a year ago last august last august the season Oh, yeah. It's giving like Real Housewives. Like they film, you know, like nine months before too. Um, I love that. I need season three's (laughs) premiere to be you guys in London doing like meat pies. Listen, and that is from your lips to whoever ears will listen. (laughs) Because we have been saying that from day one that our ultimate goal is to do an international episode or international season. I also want to do, I also want to do a Disney holiday special. So if anybody from Disney is listening, um, please call me. But um... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Taylor, you love Disney. I see a Disney book behind you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. I, Disney was like my introduction to musical theater. So, you know, that could be a, that could be an incredible, you know, segue, segue. Here for questions wow. that we do ask wow. all of our guests oh my gosh. about wow. that moment. Wow. That was perfect. I didn't um, even mean to. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we ask all of our guests about their introduction to the arts, whether it be wanting to partake in it or just um, consume it. And we call it the ring of keys moment, that moment of recognition. Taylor, do you want to share your ring of keys moment? Yeah. So I can think of, I can think of two specific ones. 
first being Disney. I grew up, my, my parents were huge Disney fans. And so I grew up on all of the movies. So I, I wanted to be Hercules. I wanted to be the little mermaid, quite frankly. Like I just, (laughs) I loved these songs and I loved singing them. And Disney was absolutely the thing that introduced me to the concept of telling story through song. And I was, I was singing, I've been singing since five, but then they, that was what introduced me to telling a story through song. But I will, I will never forget. It was my first ever community theater production that I was ever in. I was in the children's ensemble of the music man. And by that means I was in the opening number and, um, Wells Fargo wagon and the closing number. And that was it. But I will never forget in Wells Fargo wagon, there was like a hundred kids in this like children's chorus. And what the director had us do, they um, state, they had us like stage, right, stage left. And then during that, the big part, they had us in a line crossing and like, you know, stage magic, it looks so much more like beautiful and technical mm-hmm. than it is, but it's literally just a kid, a bunch of chubby, like t- 10 year olds, like crossing in front of each other. <laughs> but I remember opening night of that, the audience applauded while we were doing that. And I was like, they're applauding for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is it. And then from there, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so like. A Disney and then also a chubby 10 year old crossing the stage is my ring of keys moment because I love yeah. it. I love mm-hmm. it. Really quick. Where did you grow up? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Ooh. Little Midwest. Little Midwest. Yeah. And Mooch, what about you? What's, what was your ring of keys? Um, well, I come, so I'm, I'm from New Jersey originally and I come from oh, yes, a, yes. a family of football people. My dad was a head football coach for a ton of years. My brother played football is now working for the New York Giants. Um, I played football for, I think, about a week and made myself sick half the time because I just did not like it. It did not click with me. I played baseball for a bit. It was fun, but it wasn't the thing that I really... I I understood why my dad and my brother really loved it, but I could just tell that it was not my thing. And in middle school, my eighth grade year, we the school was putting on a production of Aladdin. And as a joke, my friends and I thought... Disney. As a joke, my friends and I thought it would be funny to audition and like see what would happen. So we auditioned. One of my childhood best friends at the time was cast as Aladdin. I was cast as the genie. And I was like, okay, this will be like silly and fun, whatever. And then like rehearsal started and there was just something about the process of like repetition and and landing something correctly and being collaborative that even at that age, I was like, oh, this is really fun in a way that I like never kind of knew. And then like kind of similar to Taylor, like, you know, it's the middle school opening night. I'm painted in blue latex paint that got stuck in my hair and I'm wearing blue tights and there's all my family and friends and I got to do it. And I just had so much fun doing something that I love that it finally clicked for me in a way that I'm sure like sports and stuff like that clicks for my, my dad and my brother. I'm like, oh, like that's where the joy is. Like, that's just what it was. And then ever since then, I just have been nothing but in love with with this industry, this business, the the creative side of it all. But yeah, I think the genie and and the first musical I ever saw on Broadway or movie musical musical was Little Shop. And as like a little okay. as like a little boy, I was like, "There's like blood and guts, and they're singing about it. This is like the sickest thing in the world." <laughs> so like the mixture of being introduced to that 
and then getting to do Aladdin really kind of just like clicked it all for me. I love it. A little Disney magic. Oh, for that's right. I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. So fun. Now, I, I also cut you guys off earlier when we were talking about, you know, your dreams, your dreams for second act snacks. Mm-hmm. But I do just want to like put a pin on all that and just say congratulations. It is so good. Everybody needs to check it out. And I realized because I wasn't really a broad stream guy until until second act snacks, mm-hmm. I have to say. Ooh. But you know, it's free. It's free. You mm. just have to make an account and you can you can watch everything to your heart's desire. Yeah. So yeah. and that was a well done. That was a huge pull for us um when we met with them when they said it is 100 non-subscription and we didn't want to have something that we created this fan base and we created this community with quite frankly a lot of younger musical theater fans for them to then have to pay to see more that that wasn't what we wanted so yeah we can't say enough good about this this home that they've given us and this platform that they've allowed us to have because they've been nothing but a pleasure to work with mm-hmm. oh, oh amazing yeah we'll yeah. include the links and everything and the and the episode notes, but if I may make a suggestion mm-hmm. for a future episode, please, oh, please, Dylan, do. you're not a producer because Taylor, I know you were in, I know you were in Carousel, so we have to do a clam bake. It's right? been, it's it on was the list. on our docket for season two, but because of travel, it's 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 there though. We actually, yeah. I think, possibly still have the restaurant that we googled that has yeah. like there's something about their history where they're like the oldest in Maine or something. So and, okay, and you guys can and, jump in the car with us. And we'll go. Listen, and anybody who has watched either season one or two and knows my reaction to any seafood knows that while Carousel is one of my favorite musicals of all time, it will be one of the most painful episodes to ever film. (laughs) Yeah, watching you eat the anchovy pizza was like, I I forget what episode that was. Was that Jersey Jersey Boys? Yeah, Yeah, that was, I mean, your face, I mean, you were, you were furious. I am still, I am pulled out that piece of pizza. I am still recovering from that moment <laughs> you're oh. like if i wasn't on camera yeah, right now and slap this out of your oh, hand yeah. oh god i love stuff like that and i love because i'm not really a picky eater so i'll go for anything but taylor is sometimes so specific mm-hmm. that it makes it almost more fun to be like oh no we're gonna give you like a full fish yeah. like when's the come yeah. like the come from away episode where we like eat a full cod and you have to just suck it up and kiss the cod might have to do that yeah See, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Kiss the cod, baby. Kiss That's the right. cod. Um, I love it. Oh, my God. I feel like <laughs> I, I want to keep talking to you guys, but we, we do have to wrap up soon here, and we like to end on a dose of drama, which mm. is a little pop culture recommendation, something you might want to leave our listeners with to go out into the world to consume or think about, you know, as they go about their days. It could be something you want to promote, truly anything. And I do have to say, I just finished reading a book that everybody has been telling me to read forever, and it's going to be a movie now that's coming out this weekend, but I just read Where the Crawdads Sing mm-hmm. by Delia owens have you guys read it my fiance i think either is in the middle of reading it or has read it but i've I've been meaning to get to it because i keep hearing about it oh my god and dylan literally left the book for me like when i moved into my place last year and Mm -hmm. i saw two people at the airport reading it this past weekend believe the hype it is beautiful it's all right i think an instant american classic i mean it's thrilling it's it's thrilling as well yeah it's really great and it you know it it is a little bit of a slow burn Mm -hmm. in a way but once you're in you are in and it's fantastic cannot say enough good things about it i almost don't want to see the movie because i feel like the book was just yeah i just i just finished it and it's so fresh and i'm like holding it up as this this lovely story here. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I guess that's, that's drama that I don't know if I want to support Daisy Edgar Jones <laughs> and her newest venture that Taylor Swift wrote a song for, but anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway, Dylan, do you have a dose of drama today? Um, my dose of drama is super quick. I went to a wedding for one of my best friends from college Aww. and 
And it was a wonderful, it was an amazing time. My only, my drama from the whole wedding of it all was, I don't know, and I don't think he'll hear this, <laughs> if the mother-son dance or the father-daughter dance needs to be like five minutes. Like maybe mm. just make it 90 <laughs> seconds, maybe less than two minutes because it's sweet. We're all taking photos. Mm-hmm. They probably don't really have a lot to talk about out there because there's, you know, they're nervous mm-hmm. and, you know, it's- Yeah, Mooch, take notes because you're engaged, right? I, yeah. I, well, my found son, I went to a friend of hers um, wedding and the minute that the dance started, you know, you see like- the the father of the bride and the bride chat for a bit and then there's just like the silence and you're just <laughs> right. like yeah exactly exactly yeah, 90 yeah, seconds great. might be enough there you might go. be enough yeah mm. doesn't matter if the song is amazing or not you know yeah. no yeah all right that's my dose of drama taylor or mooch do either of you have a dose of drama for us today take it mooch. taylor do you want to go I was all right say you go um, first. okay all right i'll give two little things one okay. that that i just connor you reminded me of there's a book that i read most recently i don't remember the author so someone figured it out for me uh the book's <laughs> called defending jacob and it was also adapted into an apple tv plus series that my my fiance is in like a very active book club so i get all my books from her essentially <laughs> and read defending jacob really loved it and then i thought I, when we watched the Apple TV series, I had that nervous feeling as well, where I'm like, oh God, like, I hope it's good. And like, if they screw things up and they change some things, but in ways that I think makes a really fun discussion about <laughs> adaptation and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you want, if you want a good one, both TV and book defending Jacob, the author's name is escaping me. Um, Did you watch, you finish the series? Yes. A really quick anecdote about that. We had Myra Lucretia Taylor from, she's a Broadway actress who was uh, nominated for a Tony for Tina. She was the judge in that series. Oh, no way. We asked her about it. <laughs> she definitely won't hear this. Yeah. And she literally did, had no idea what the show was about. She was like, oh, was it good? Like, she, it was like so iconic. She I definitely did just remember like a day doing player it. Type thing. You know, she just went in, did the, did the gig. She was the like, line oh. that was it. I'm glad you liked it. Like oh it was gosh. so she was legend. so funny about it. Oh my That's god, it was so good. Funny. And Chris Evans is ultimately one of the hottest we have, so we have to support yeah. him. <laughs> and I and you know it's fascinating when I was reading the book in my brain, I kept seeing like a Jason Bateman type, and yeah, I kept yeah, seeing yeah. for like the other lawyer, uh, uh, Judas played by I think it's Pablo Schreiber. I kept seeing like oh, yeah. like like George Costanza from Seinfeld. <laughs> so, so so when I saw the show, I was like, oh okay, now this is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what was your second dose? I'm my, sorry for interrupting no, you. No, all good. My second one is super nerdy. If anybody out there, um, I'm also a big video game guy. Um, my brother bought me Elden Ring on my PlayStation 5 for my birthday. Anybody needs to dive into something that will take me so long to beat, and I have no idea what's going on in the game, but it's gorgeous and a lot of fun. Highly recommend Elden Ring. And if anybody does get it, you can DM me because there's a lot of questions I had that I almost know answers to. So happy to help. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, I love, I've heard good you know, do they still do guidebooks for games like that? Yeah. You know? I mean, they, I used to buy, I remember being a kid and going, cause my, my brother's seven years older than me. And we would go to like a GameStop, get a game and they would sell those like gorgeous uh-huh. big books. Now everything is online, but I remember so viscerally having like you know, the Ratchet and Clank PlayStation 2 guidebook uh-huh. that you'd scroll to like chapter 18 and it's like, go around here. And they were like crazy uh-huh. pieces, but they do have it on. There's an Elden Ring Wikipedia that is oh, unbelievably nice. needed. Cause again, this game just starts and it's like, okay, have fun. And there's no explanation. Yeah. So I, I recommend uh, it. A good challenge though. I, yes. I my boyfriend calls those cheat books and cause I have mine mm-hmm. from Legend of Zelda yep. and Fire Emblem and stuff like that. And he's like, no, you have to just play the game. But like for <laughs> games like that, you cut. Yeah. It's like a helpful yes, nudge. Absolutely. Exactly. Taylor, bring us home with a dose of drama. 
bring this home. So I think mine, mine is old, but it's new to me because I just read it the other day. Um, so is anybody in this chat um, a fan of Selling Sunset? Because I am. I'm. Oh, I am. okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I am the biggest. It's nice. <laughs> oh to my God. Um, are you serious? No, I, I cannot get enough <laughs> of it. I, I, I have rewatched, I think there are four seasons, five, five yeah, seasons. Yeah. I will be at work and just have Selling Sunset on the background. I'm obsessed with it. I cannot look away. Um, but I'm obsessed with this whole like Christine Chrishell drama. And uh, so apparently Christine is gone. She has left the O group. She is starting her own firm with her billionaire tech husband. Um, but there's so much drama. And but then, and I can't find the podcast, but I saw on a TikTok the other day. Okay where Christine was telling this podcast host that she's like, none of it's, none of it was real. I'm not a bad person. And if you, uh, spoiler alert, if you watch season five, um, they talk about how um, Christine paid one of Emma's um, Empanada clients. Emma. Yes, Empanada Emma, which that could be a whole That's podcast. That's like a Riverdale itself, character, keep going. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She ultimately um, is. She really is. She, some uh, Emma claims that Christine paid one of her clients five thousand dollars to not use Christine, and so, but now Christine is claiming that's not true. And on this podcast, she shows the lady a video of a producer planting something, but then they went to commercial break, so I didn't get to see the answer to it, and I can't <laughs> find the podcast. So my tea drama is whoever's listening to this, please send me the podcast. A, a call to action. I need to see wow. it now too. Yeah. <laughs> I fear that if Christine's off the show, they don't have it. In, they don't have anything anymore. And they will bring in somebody else to, because here's, here's the only issue I have with my beloved show. I do feel like the last two seasons have been a little forced and staged. I feel like they, br yeah. they brought in people to keep, to keep, because I mean, literally, if you look at the first like season, it was just a bunch of white ladies. And then I yeah. think after the first season, they're like, oh, fuck, we screwed up. And yeah, so right, they right. brought in somebody every new se every each season to kind of mix things up a bit. But all the core of all of that is Christine just being this giant source of the drama. So I I'm interested to see how the show can navigate without her. But I will be there for seasons 5000 because I love it so much. Uh, I love that. That's mm -hmm. so fun. You guys are so much fun. I, I really, really appreciate you bringing your energy, that that famous chemistry, Ooh. and also a little bit of <laughs> drama. Just a little bit. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone can find you just at Second Act Snacks, right? Yeah, at mm -hmm. Second Act yep. Snacks on, oh God, I think it's on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I think. Yeah, I'm on all the. All right. Audio. And of course, on Broadstream yes. as well. We'll make yes. sure we include all the links. Yeah, thanks for joining um, us, guys. Guys, this awesome. was a blast. Thank you so much for oh, hanging out with us. This was so much fun. Had a Yay! blast. Thank and of you. course, anyone who's not following us better, it's at the Drama Podcast. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor's at Connor McDowell. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama! Drama.